So this is the, I think, third episode of Veterinary Humans. And today I have with me Chantel. I met Chantel actually only two, really two weeks ago. So I'm on, currently was on placement at, in an anesthesia mm-hmm. uh, rotation. And I'd never seen Chantel before in my year. And that's because she actually took two years um, of a gap year and now she's back. And I think that was something that was very interesting to me. So I thought I'd grab her on and kind of get her perspective on a few things. Chantelle, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I guess if you feel like introducing yourself in any way, kind of, (laughs) that you you would like to, then feel free to do so. Let the people know who you are. (laughs) Who I am, who I am. Well, my name's Chantelle and yeah, I'm a final year vet student at UQ and as Ben said, I met him beginning of our anesthesia rotation. And I, yeah, I took two years off in the middle of the degree. Well, not really in the middle. After the first four years, I took two years off and um, I'm back to, to finish it. And so, yeah, it's good to be here. It's good to be meeting new people like Ben. So, yeah. Okay. So I like to ask a question and I asked it on the last one with Abby. Mm-hmm. Um, firstly, how are you? Really? How am I really? How are you? And we just finished anesthesia. How are you feeling? As of right now, I feel an incredible sense of relief. Um, anesthesia was a rotation that, to be honest, I was quite dreading. Uh, it's, I found it very nerve wracking. And so I think, yeah, after two weeks of being kind of constantly on high, a higher level of like alertness and stressed, um, yeah, that last two weeks were quite stressful. But I also feel a, a really good sense of achievement and like release. Mm. Be like, oh, that's done, and I can just sort of, like, I don't want to forget about it because it's useful skills, but yeah, just like a sense of it's ticked off and it's mm-hmm. done. So it's good. I feel good right now. I feel the same. I feel like we, <laughs> it was a hard, a hard placement, but we learnt a lot. Def- yeah, definitely. I think um, it was good. Yeah, that's great. So I really want to get into one thing in particular that I've already spoken about, and that is your gap year. Mm. I feel like. It's on a lot of people's minds when they're struggling with the degree. Do they take a gap year? Do they not? What's it like? Am I going to forget everything when I come back? So it must have been a big decision to Mm. decide to go for a gap year. I've certainly thought about it. Mm. Um, Walk me through what led you... Walk me through what vet school was like for you in the lead up to this. Mm -hmm. And then if there was any moments where you thought, like, when did this start to happen? When you thought you needed to have a gap year? Mm. Well, it's kind of an interesting story because I was offered a place at vet school when I graduated high school. So I was given a first round offer and I actually took a gap year before I even started. So I started with a gap year. And so I guess the concept of having a gap year wasn't really a foreign concept. Like I'd already done it. But this time it was different because, as you said, it was like in the middle of my degree and so in the lead up taking a gap year was something I'd like in the middle of the degree was something I'd always thought about even before I started like Mm, I can't yeah it was really interesting I had this sense of like I'm going to finish the degree but I know that I'm going to need a break and I guess that was because vet school for me is more of a stepping stone for a further goal and dream that I have and so the idea of being a vet like a clinical GP was never like what made me tick so I kind of always knew I was going to need a gap in in between and in the lead up to my gap year so I did the first four years and I did my fourth year of uni in 2020 and now it's 2023 
And that fourth year was really hard. Um, it was COVID. And third year was really hard as well. Um, we had these end of year vivas and it was really stressful and you had to pass. And so a viva, I guess, if anyone doesn't know, is the, the spoken exams and it sort of covered content from the whole year. And so I did that and then I went through a pretty bad heartbreak right at the end of third year. So I started my fourth year exhausted and heartbroken. And mm -hmm. so I was sad, like I was sad about personal things. And in the lead up those first three years, I had kind of often wondered if I'd made a mistake. Um, in picking to be a vet because there was other jobs. What, what made you think yeah. that you made a mistake? Well, going into it. And also, yeah. what, why did you do vet if yeah. you're saying you were doing it as a stepping, stepping stone? stone. What, if, yeah, what's the stepping stone? Yeah, so it's, I, when I was little, I used to read these books and it was about um, like a horse farm that would take foster kids and sort of help these foster kids become more not more integrated in society but help them get better like they were kids that had been abused or forgotten and they would use the horses to help teach these kids that they had worth and had good skills and I just I loved that idea and so I always thought even when I was like nine ten when I grew up I'm gonna have a horse farm and I'm gonna help foster kids and the logical next logical step for me at 10 was oh well if I'm gonna have horses I'll be a vet and so the goal was to it was to have this farm to help kids and I was like, yeah, I'll just be a vet. And so I never thought of anything else to do and yeah, so I was like, I'll just be a vet. And yeah, so that was like why it was a stepping stone. At the end of third year, mm. you said you felt like you potentially made a mistake. Mm. Um, kind of what was running through your head then and why? Yeah, so I suppose the first three years, I probably also had the wrong attitude for a lot of it. And I just, oh, this is hard and I don't really want to do this. Like there are other jobs I want to do. And I wanted to be a pastry chef and I'd also wanted to be a policewoman. So like, I had like, <laughs> all, yeah. completely random um, sort of things. And I kind of put vet like as a, I just remember sitting at the kitchen table and I wasn't sure what to put as like my preferences after high school, what degree I wanted. Mm -hmm. And my older brother said to me, he goes, oh, you're not smart enough to get into vet and it was kind of just moment of defiance I just like oh, I'll just put it first and show him and then I did get off at a place so it was kind of, <laughs> it's all stemmed from that <laughs> yeah it was kind of like I just picked it because I didn't know what else to do so I was never like yeah um mm -hmm. initially and so I suppose the whole thing going through it and finding it hard and going oh, maybe I should have done something else because it was never like a yes this is it I'm gonna be a vet I think I always wondered if maybe I should have done something else, just like mm. the classic. Well, if I lived this way, would it be different? And also I was kind of in a relationship where he didn't really see like the value of being a vet. And we just had different perspectives like on life and mm -hmm. on what was valuable. Um, and I think maybe that probably influenced the way I was feeling, the way I was thinking. Um, so I think those factors all combined to make me go, oh, maybe I made a mistake. Um, in that third, third year, so, yeah. Do you think now you've still made a mistake? I don't think I've made a mistake. And I think that because as I've gone through and talked to more people and met more people in the industry and even out of the industry, realizing that studying a vet, a vet degree is more than just being a vet. There's so many other skills you learn mm -hmm. and there's so many other applications to it other than just working in a practice somewhere and I I never wanted to work in a practice 
Yeah. Can I, yeah, interrupt? I, it's funny because like the people in my year, you know how everyone kind of wants to be a vet mm. and then there's always those few people that are doing it for another reason. Yeah. I've always thought that's really cool. And I think when you realise that, like some people want to do it because they want to do research, some people, you know, um, your, your path, mm. and you realise that it is, there's so many options mm. um, and it is quite a diverse thing. And mm. I think that's cool. It kind of motivated me to think like, what else can I do with this? Yeah. So yeah, good on you for, you know, thinking outside the box with it. And like back to your first question, like why did I think I made a mistake? And I also think it was probably because I never explored those other options earlier on. Mm -hmm. And because you're surrounded in vet school by people who are like, I want to be an equine vet and I want to be this type of vet. And they just know and I didn't know. Do they know? That's the question. Do they know? Yeah. But they come across like they know and you believe it because they say it with such mm -hmm. conviction. When you get to know them, it's interesting because every time I talk to someone, I feel like that's like a false thing. Like mm. actually... We think people know, like they really want to be here, they're very motivated to be here, but maybe they're actually unsure as well. Mm, it's like a facade almost. Yeah. Like the super loud people aren't always the most confident. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think I, even now going to the final year, I'm still going, oh, I should probably explore more options. Um, mm. But it's good to know that there are options and you can ask people about it. And Yeah. Okay. Kind of cool. So it kind, kind of came from a, a place of like doubting the veterinary degree and why you did it initially is mm. that is that correct to say yeah and then you know your family would try and encourage you and be like oh no you'll like it eventually you'll like it eventually mm. and you kind of sort of believe them at you know 18 you go, oh yeah you're right I will like it eventually three years later you're going oh dear like <laughs> but then you realize there are good things there are good things so do you think that you bought into some of the I always say there's limiting beliefs the limiting beliefs of others and you bought into that and that kind of made you doubt things as well. Yeah, I think in the sense of like you kind of get pigeonholed into going, oh, there's only one application and you, as you say, you, you see people that seem like they know what they want and you go, oh, well, maybe I should know what I want mm. at, you know, second year or third year. And yeah, you kind of do limit yourself. Oh, this is the only way to go. But when you sort of look around and you go, oh, Actually, there are more ways to apply this degree and there's things you're learning that are useful for your profession as a vet and also as your general life. Yeah, I think, yeah. Mm. So now that you've kind of come back, right, everyone wants mm. to know, okay, why you did it. Mm. What, actually, what did you do during the two years <laughs> and why, what, why did you realise? Because I think you told me you had one year and you're like, oh, actually, I'm going to take another year. Yeah. And then now you're back. Why? Why? What? So why did I take the gap years? Yeah. And what, and what, did, and what did you learn? What did I learn? Well, <laughs> I did a lot of different things. So I had been working in after school care since I graduated high school. And so I mentioned earlier that I love kids and kids are my passion. Youth is my passion. And so I had been doing that job for ages, like six years. And I kept doing that for the first gap year. And then I sort of stemmed into sort of more roles where I was involved with adults so I was doing corporate team bonding events and if you don't know what that is it's like where you basically take a group of adults from you know like a law firm or a accounting firm anywhere professional and you make them do silly kids activities in the city like an amazing race or some challenges to get them to bond mm -hmm. and so I used to run those events and I loved it I just loved 
it was similar to my childcare job, but then it was adults. With adults, yeah. It was hilarious. Is there any parallels between the, oh, between the kids and the adults? Real estate agents are the worst, honestly. Like, they are the most competitive and they were very petty and it was hilarious because <laughs> it reminded me of the eight-year-olds and I was like, oh dear. Um, so that was, I think, a useful skill because then I learned how to interact with adults mm-hmm. and I'd never done that before. Uh, so that was cool. And I, so I started doing that. Then I finished up at childcare. I moved to Sydney and I was doing like, I just said yes to everything. I just like, if I say yes to everything that makes me nervous, it's not going to make me nervous anymore. Lean into discomfort. That's yeah. what I say. Yeah. yeah. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, sure. I'll work at like a corporate races event. Yeah, sure. I'll host this trivia event. Sure. I'll do this like lifestyle modeling shoot. I'll do all these things. I learned the drums and I joined a band and I joined two bands and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I would play music like live at night. And it was awesome. Like I just did all these different things that made me nervous and made me That's interact cool. with people. And I loved it. So are you back because in a way you're nervous about coming back? I guess so. It was kind of like I did put off the last year because I was so nervous about the pracs and about meeting new people and everything. I was just nervous about and I guess another reason why I deferred was because I thought, oh, I'll graduate at 23 and I'm not ready to be professional and responsible at 23. And so then by going in and doing all these other jobs and seeing different professions and different aspects of life and the way people interact, I kind of came back. And by the end of the two years, I was like, I'm so excited that I don't know anyone in this cohort mm-hmm. because I get to meet everyone and it's going to be great. How cool is that? It was awesome. And so like I met you because... Like, I'm in a new cohort, and, like, that's awesome. And so I guess, yeah, I came back with this sense of, like, I'm going to finish this, and I'm not certain what I'm going to do with it, but I know it's worth finishing. And I sort of had a fresh perspective on what I can do as a person when you push yourself. I don't like defining myself as a vet student. Mm. I like, that's, this is called veterinary humans, and I think you're the perfect example, actually, of you're a human Mm. and you went and did these human things and also, hey, you're going to do this vet degree and you're going to have that as well. Mm. And I think the thing we often forget, like I remember my first day of vet school and the lecturer said, put your hand up if you don't like people and 80% of the room put their hand up. And I remember thinking, this is a very human related job. (laughs) And I think we forget that sometimes that there's a, a person attached to the animal and the people are just as important as the animal. Like we love animals, but we should love the people that are attached to them. And so, yeah, when you talk about veterinary humans, I'm like, yeah, there's a human element that we, f- we forget about. And I don't mm. think we should because it's crucial to what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Like you were saying in the sense that actually an animal has a human associated mm-hmm. with it as yeah. well. And I think that's cool because not only are we helping this animal, mm. but you're also helping people. Yes. It's like a, it's like a win-win. It's a win-win. And so I get a bit sad when I hear even vets or like other students talk about, oh, I just don't like people. And I go, okay, maybe you're not the most comfortable talking to people or you'd rather do research or you'd rather just be with animals. I can understand that. But I think it's important to try and shift this mindset in the industry that, oh, we don't like people. Yes, we do. Because if we didn't like people, well, we wouldn't have pets. You know, we've got to love even if you don't love the people, we've got to sort of respect them and acknowledge that without the person, there's no pet. Mm. So I think that's kind of cool. It's like a gateway yeah. to the person. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. You're back. You've had your gap years. Mm. 
What about your knowledge? Some people will say, and this might be true, Mm. like, I'm going to forget everything. Mm. Personally, Mm. from working with you for the past two weeks, I feel like we're like we're on par. We everyone has their strengths and weaknesses, mm. and I feel like that's demonstrated sometimes. But I'm like, on a personal, I'm like she's the same. I didn't even I wouldn't have known you took two years. Mm. So, how do you actually <laughs> think? Because that's my external perspective. What do you reckon? Yeah, it's interesting. That was definitely a factor, especially when I was deciding whether to take another year off. I was like, oh, a third year. Sorry. Oh, well, actually, I vaguely considered it. I was like, no, that's just a little bit far. <laughs> I'm pushing my 10-year limit to get this done. Um, no, when I was thinking between the end of the first gap year and the second one, I was like, should I should I take another year off? I'm going to forget too much. And to be honest, yeah, you do. You forget a lot. But I think if you've put in the effort in the first four years, a lot of it becomes sort of, it's like, in, like I don't know what the word is, ingrained in your brain and you just have to sort of dig it up. And mm. so I'll be honest, I put in about six weeks two mi- or at least two months of like solid, not studying every day, but like I did put in work two months before going back mm-hmm. because I knew, yeah, I've, I've gained life skills, but I've maybe dropped some of my knowledge. And so, yeah, I put some work in to get it back. And was that hard? It was hard. It was definitely hard, but I think it was necessary. Otherwise it would have been like a bit of shell shock to come back and be like, oh my gosh, people are talking about stuff and it's vaguely ringing a bell, but not really. So was studying for six weeks at the end of your two (laughs) years off worth having two years off and having all these amazing experiences you've spoken about a hundred percent a hundred percent and I think the way I thought about it was once I graduate like I'm sure my final year you'll find something that you love and once you find something you love in the veterinary industry if you haven't already you're gonna you're gonna want to jump straight into that after you graduate or maybe you'll take a holiday but you'll know and I had all these other things that I wanted to try and wanted to do. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do them now in my early 20s. Get them out of my system. Pick up some skills. Maybe find a side hustle or something I can combine with my degree. Tick them off. And then go and do the next thing. And so I think, yeah, an extra six weeks of study is worth it. It sounds like it's worth it it's to worth me. It. The way you like light up about those two years. I see oh. it. You're like, I did all this cool stuff. Yeah. and. Like this, you didn't even mention the six weeks until I asked you. Oh yeah, I can't like, forget it's about like, it. Like <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, it's done. It's done, and I think having that period of regeneration just for your brain, having those that time off, you kind of come back and you go, oh yeah, I'm ready to tackle this again, mm. and you get excited when you remember stuff. And my goal going back into the final year was I want to make sure people don't know that I've had two years off. Well, now you <laughs> you failed probably now. <laughs> told everyone. Um, yeah, but yeah, I was like, nah, I want to go in and like, I was like, that's oh, cool. It's gonna kick well, this. Well, so far you this. succeeded, I think. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it takes a bit of work. But everything takes work, I think. So it's. So if I'm like someone that's thinking, like I don't want this to be, I don't want people to take this too personally. Everyone's situations are unique Mm. but if someone was considering a gap year and the the thing that's kind of stopping them is like I won't remember anything when I come back Mm. what would you say I'd say that if you've backed yourself through however much vet school you've already done I think you can back yourself to 
to step out and do the next thing. And if you've had the motivation to do vet school so far and to work hard during vet school, you'll have the motivation to put in those, you know, six weeks or a month or four weeks or whatever it is you need to get back on track. You'll have the motivation to do it. And you also have the ability to do it. And I think stepping away, if you need to, is good for your brain and it's good for how you interact with people and it's it's good for your life in general. And You might become a better vet because you have better communication skills, which we were talking about today. <laughs> we were talking about that today. Absolutely, yeah. And you won't feel this sense of regret, oh, maybe I should have gone and done that trek or that, you know, minivan tour, whatever it is you want to do. And I'd also say, like, for me, just coming from the other way, I was considering a gap year between third and fourth year. Mm. I didn't have a gap year, but I went away for the three months I spoke in the first podcast and I went to, you know, a unique, I went to a different place, Cairns. Mm. And that actually was enough for me to come back. So more than anything, I'd say like having a go and if it's just in your holiday, just having a go at something else, it, it might just be enough for me, three months. And I came back in fourth year, you can listen and, um, Mm. I realized, okay, I really want to be here. And yeah, so it doesn't have to be a year. It doesn't have to be two years. No. It, it might be two weeks. You just want to go and bugger off, you know, somewhere. I mm. think that's a cool thing because mm. you get rid of those doubts of, should I have done that instead? Should I have done that instead? Yeah. And also you have fun and you learn and yeah. you communicate. You, you learn all these other skills. Absolutely. And I think it's a good, not everyone is like creative in the sense like they like to draw or whatever but I think everyone has a different side of them that has to be expressed in whatever time frame it is and I think that's really important to be able to do that I think especially in your 20s or your 30s or however old you are really but I think majority of our cohorts probably 20s 30s and I think yeah you know you're still kind of your brain's still forming until you're what 26 or something Mm. so it's good to do yeah okay so you had all that time off, you're yeah. back. I'm back. But what about in those first four years? Yeah. Is there something you wish you paid more attention to um, and that maybe you showed more appreciation for in those four years? I think, yeah, I definitely, I think I mentioned earlier, my attitude was a bit off, especially in the first couple of years. I think I should have really paid more attention to the fact that it was an incredible opportunity to be at vet school learning about all these just incredible, incredible things. Like you look at the way a cell works and you go, that's nuts. And then you look at the way a whole animal works and you go, that's crazy. (laughs) And then you also learn things about how humans interact with animals and you go, that's beautiful. And I don't think I appreciated things for what they were outside of learning things for an exam. I thought, oh, I just got to learn all this content for an exam rather than stepping back and going, oh my gosh, look at this. This is amazing. And I think I just sort of tainted my perception of what it was to be a vet mm-hmm. by trying to do so well in exams and learn content. And it's like, what are you really doing here? What are you really doing here? Step back every now and again. Absolutely. So would that be like, would that be a strategy you use to kind of overcome the stress? And is there any other strategies that you use? Yeah. How- I think for me, realizing that we are more than our profession is crucial. Like, as you said, you don't like to define yourself as a vet student. And I think that extends into us when we graduate. We're more than a vet. We're more than a dentist. We're more than whatever it is we spend our working lives doing. 
you're a person with um, with a heart and a soul and a mind and we have all these other experiences in life that are just precious and you can't get them back. And I think if we only define ourselves by one thing, we miss out on everything else that life has to offer. And for me, with my beliefs, I believe that, you know, we're put here for a purpose and that, you know, we have so much more to do than just our profession. What's your purpose? I, for me, personally, I believe that I'm here to love God and love others. And that's as simple as it is. You know, you can do those things. You can love God and love people no matter what you're doing. And that takes a lot of pressure off, knowing that what I do doesn't define me, but how I treat people does. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Another question for you would be, how do we fall in love with the veterinary industry? Mm. That's a good what one. does that What does that mean? How do we go, I love this place? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think it, yeah, I think it does come down to what we bring to the industry. Like in every sort of industry, there is things that maybe could be better and attitudes that could be better or, you know, workplace vibes, for lack of a better word, that could be better. (laughs) But I think once we find what we're passionate about, we can go, okay, like I love this and I don't have to do everything in degree. You might not want to be a cattle vet. You might not want to be a researcher. You might, you could, might not care about parasites or whatever it is. Like there's always going to be something you don't like, but it's focusing on what you do like and going, okay, how can I use this and take this and help animals' lives? And if you are inclined to love people, how can I use this to help people? And yeah, I think it's just finding that one thing. Like for me, Yeah, it's been a process of going, okay, I don't love everything about this, but I have a goal and I love people and I love animals. How can I combine the two to make the world around me a better place? You don't have to change the whole world, but you can change someone's world just person to person. And I think that's kind of cool. Well, very cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I have two questions that I ask everyone that comes on the podcast. All right. And the first one is, what is the biggest problem with, I think we've already probably touched on it with the um, love question, Mm. the biggest mindset problem in the veterinary space, and especially for you in students, Mm. what do you think is the biggest problem? Biggest problem? At vet school? Oh, yeah. I want to keep this one to vet school. To vet school. With the students. I think it's the feeling of thinking you have to know everything about everything. Like when you go on a rotation, say it's anesthesia, or maybe it's your large animal rotation, or maybe it's pathology, it's the feeling of, oh my gosh, this tutor could ask me something and I won't know the answer, but I should. And you've got to remember that the anesthesia specialist is a specialist about anesthesia and the pathologist focuses only on pathologists of pathology and the medicine specialist only focuses on medicine but as a student you have to learn a little bit about everything and I think there's just this intense pressure I don't know where it comes from other students the vet school 
of you need to know everything about everything and it's comments like you should know this maybe you do know it but you're just incredibly stressed and you can't recall it and I think there's maybe a lack of understanding of what it's like to be a student and maybe it's a forgetfulness you know when you learn something and you're really good at it and then you go everyone should just know how to do this but then when you think about say for like I don't know playing a musical instrument you play a song you go that's easy but Mm. then it's actually it wasn't easy when you first started you know and I think maybe we forget or maybe teachers forget what it's it's like like. if you passed me you like show you like did something on the drums Mm. and then you're like here you go here you go Ben yeah you saw me do it yeah, you I'd should know like, this. I'd be like, what? Or if I play something I think is easy, but it's like, you've never done it before. How how are you expected to know? But, and you know, if I slowly learn, I might, you know, learn a few, what do they call it, notes on the drum. <laughs> yeah, a few beats or whatever. Yeah, and I think maybe there's like a bit of a disconnect between what it's like to be a specialist and what it's like to be a student. And maybe just mm. bridging that gap would be probably beneficial to students in general yeah how do we bridge the gap that's a great question i wonder if we'd be good this is just something i've just literally thought of now having i guess actually do you know what you know when we're on the anesthesia rotation and we had the interns like they're fresh out Mm. they remember what it's like to be a student and i think i i found them really easy to relate to like you still look up to them because Mm. they're done and they know more than you but they also remember what it's like to be a student and Mm. so I think having that balance between like interns and specialists is is important a younger crowd to relate to (sighs) yeah but then you still have mature age students right they could be interns that could be cool Mm. but I don't know if there needs to be more communication or more structure between interns or maybe the specialist needs to check in with the interns and be reminded oh actually students don't know this or like have never come across this you know I don't know giving some sort of system so that like they understand where we are at yeah it's to be reminded what it feels like to be put on the spot in a stressful environment mm. okay. not saying they, they don't have stress they've got to deal with the stress of you know, knocking out an animal, but yeah, it's different, I suppose. I and my, my last question, last question would be, I like this one. So imagine that in front of us right now, mm. you had the entire veterinary industry, Oof. everybody right there. Mm. And you were like, you had like one thing to say to them. What would you say? Wow. Let's think about this for a moment. I guess something that I am passionate about, as we kind of mentioned, is that we are more than our profession and more than our degree. But also, aside from that, there's a person behind your colleague. And Mm, I like that. It's really important to value the person as well as the colleague. And another step further is there's a person attached to the animal. There's a person attached to everyone you interact with. And I sometimes think we take the people out of what we do, but people are precious and without other people, we can't be. And so I think that's what I would say. I love that. Chantel, 
thank you for taking your Friday afternoon after a massive two weeks of anesthesia. <laughs> just want to acknowledge you for giving the time to these people and I loved that I could see the energy literally like coming out of you as you're talking. Um, I feel like these are questions that, you know, I've actually been wondering about. I have been asking you these questions for two weeks, but I've been wanting to know. And I think other people will get a lot of value out of this. Um, I enjoyed the conversation. My closing remark would be, Chantelle, thank you for being a veterinary human. You're very welcome. It was a pleasure. A pleasure. <laughs> A lot of fun.